Hello and welcome to FGC Philosophy. My name is a philosopher and this is where we talk about topics that I think are important that circulate around the FGC. This episode is going to be primarily fighting game stuff. I'm going to talk a lot about my progress with fighting games thus far, specifically with Street Fighter V. Uh, before we get into that, I have a few updates, of course, and I'm just going to talk about a few general fighting game news that I want to just hit on real quick. The first thing I gotta say is thank you so much to the supporters who support me, the people who message me, the people who you know comment and, and leave their thoughts and continue the conversation. I do this podcast not because I just want to talk at people, just because I, I want to actually have a conversation with people. I want to grow. I want to learn. I want to think about things outside of my own perspective. Uh, currently, my life feels very hectic at times, so I haven't really prioritized this podcast as much as I would like to. Uh, I'm trying very hard to get to that point where I can prioritize this podcast and, and really uh, turn it into something that I'm very, very much proud of. But right now, you know, if I'm going to be completely honest, I'm not super proud of where it's at. Uh, I feel like uh, ever since I, I started working at one of the jobs that I absolutely loved, uh, I, I just didn't put as much attention into it. And I lost that momentum. And ever since then, you know, the pandemic hit. So I haven't really been able to build that momentum. Uh, even though you think being at home all the time, you would be able to. So I'm being very hard on myself about this, you know, internally, not so much externally. But I, I really wish uh, that I could get this podcast to be to where I think it can be. However, in saying that, I am working on another podcast that is not at all related to gaming. And I'm, I'm very excited about that one. So if you do like uh, my podcast, if you like the conversations that I have that kind of go outside of just fighting game stuff uh, and into more of the philosophical personal development or just conversational topics that I've been covering lately, uh, I'm going to be moving a lot of that content over there once I get that fully set up. Uh, I'm not going to say too much just yet because I really uh, want to make sure I get it all set up, but uh, make sure you're following me on social media. Make sure you, uh, you know, you, you, Go ahead and get the notification set up on social media so that you can see when I launch it because uh, me and a friend are working on it right now. Uh, we're working on a website and all the social media stuff, and then we'll get that uploaded. Uh, I'm not going to say too much until then, but just keep an eye out, okay? Uh, other than that, there's a lot of projects that I'm working on that I don't want to say too much just yet. Uh, I'm incredibly stressed out and, and nervous about a lot of them. Uh, and, and some of the jobs that I've worked in the past are, are I'm getting offers uh, to come back on some of the products that I've created. So uh, I'm hoping, you know, don't want to jinx myself. Don't want to say too much right now. I'm not very superstitious or anything, but I just, I don't want <laughs> anything bad to happen just yet. Uh, I think imposter syndrome has made it incredibly hard for me to uh, be proud of the progress and the offers that I'm getting right now. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of people, I, I suppose, look up to me, <laughs> but just being completely honest, I don't necessarily always see that in myself. I'm the kind of person that's always just trying to grind and do better and do better than uh, what I've done before. Uh, and even though I try to humble myself and appreciate my successes, I think ever since this pandemic hit, uh, I, I haven't been able to give myself the benefit of the doubt give myself credit where credit is due and I'm, I'm trying my best to do that and other people are doing it for me and I greatly appreciate those people who do that uh, but for me it's something that I'm working on and I'm trying to get more organized in my life because I have more projects that are getting more grandiose uh, that require more planning which is the weakest area I have to admit planning is not something that I'm the best at uh, I, I usually just do things and then I, I learn as I go 
but now it's more write down a plan, pitch it to people, and, and get it figured out, and, and get other people's jobs figured out. Now I got good at that, or okay at that, working at Western, but I never really got feedback on how to do it better. So I, I felt very stuck on how to improve with planning and coordinating. And uh, I'm the kind of person who I'm very visual. I don't like sitting down and reading a bunch of documents. So for me to sit down and read my own documents after I write them uh, is incredibly hard to sit down and edit it and make sure it's clear and concise for other people to understand. And then going back and edit it again years later. It's just it's a whole process that I'm trying to learn. Uh, my ADD and my anxiety has made it very hard for me to sit down and read something. Uh, admittedly, <laughs> sitting down and reading for a prolonged period of time is incredibly hard right now. My attention span. I think is worse it's ever been in my adult life so it's something that i'm i'm working on currently uh, one other thing i want to mention that i'm also seeking and trying to figure out is uh therapy it's not a topic that i'm ashamed to talk about as a coach it, it's something that's incredibly important uh, but i'm personally looking for a therapist that fits the needs that i have I, between pricing and and also just specific services, I'm trying to make sure that I find the help that I need. Uh, I don't have a sponsor. This isn't a plug for a sponsor. Maybe in the future I might have one. You know, I, I'm looking at different services between my insurance and just like paying out of pocket. But uh, I think that's an, it's an important thing. You know, I, I have a lot of friends who are coaches who have helped me over the years and I've helped them over the years, just free coaching services. And, and it's it's been nice. But I want to try something a little bit different. I want to try, you know, getting different kinds of help to help push me. You know, I, I could reach out to a coach. I could talk to one of my coach friends, but I want to try something out of my comfort zone, something that I'm not too familiar with that I do know also has some successes as well. So make sure if you're if you're having issues, if you feel like you're not doing your best, if you don't feel like, you know, you, you're, I don't want to say right. If you don't feel like you're being the best that you can be and and you might need external help to get that go talk to a professional it could be a coach it could be a therapist it could be a psychiatrist or a psychologist uh i get those two mixed up sometimes i'm sorry but just get help you know outside of just your friends i know a lot of us are very eager to talk to our friends but as someone who's been a professional coach for other people and have had prof professional coaches, I, I think it's a lot easier to get help from people you don't know, because sometimes you got to talk about stuff that's incredibly sensitive. And, and uh, one, talking to a friend, it can change their perspective. It can change your relationship with that person. If you get too personal with things that like, you know, first off, they're not even qualified to help you on. You know, it's good to vent to friends. It's great to vent to friends, to people that you you know, friends and family. But when you're trying to get help, it, it requires a certain kind of expertise that a friend may not always have. And a lot of times your friends or family have an agenda. They want you to do a certain thing. You know, it, it could be they want to help you in the way that they think you want to be helped. Uh, but I, I'm sure a lot of you experience times where you get a, advice or, or help from a friend and it's, it's not as helpful as you like it to be it's like oh they didn't say the right thing that I wanted to hear they didn't they didn't tell me what I wanted to hear or anything like that and it's just I, I don't recommend it okay I recommend ranting to your friends but I don't recommend getting advice and help from your friends they they, they want to help you you know your friends and family want the best for you usually but I, I personally you know I, I just think that getting professional help is the way to go that aside let's get into the, some of these main topics here So uh, I'm going to talk a lot about Street Fighter V. 
the first thing that I want to talk about is a new character that came out, Rose. I think she's really, really cool. So being completely unbiased, I had zero interest in her when I saw her trailer. I thought she was a cool looking character and I, I'm just happy other people like her. Like if I don't like a character in Street Fighter, I just hope other people enjoy it because I want the community to grow and do better. Like I'm not one of those people. There's like one character I absolutely hate and that's Abigail, right? I am very open about that, but other people like it and I also am able to appreciate people who are good with the character and separate that from my hate of the character itself, right? Like a great example is Blarlad. This dude comes through to our tournaments all the time. I don't remember where he's from, but he's a great Abigail player. He does V skill to Abigail and he just trolls people. Like he's not actually trolling. He, he, the way he plays makes it look like he's trolling people. He turns a Street Fighter game, a Street Fighter match into a bullet hell. You gotta, you gotta watch some of the matches for it to make sense. Don't worry about it if you don't get it. Just know that it's a very annoying character. I find him just, the way he, his, his persona is very disgusting to me. He, he literally thinks he's a car from what I understand. He, he thinks he's a car. He's like so big that he covers up part of the health bar or the timer. He's just ridiculous. He throws tires. It's weird. All right. Anyways, my point though is that <laughs> Rose, after playing her, after trying some of her trials, uh, last night, I think. I was kind of tired. I had a few drinks and I was just kind of chilling, but I wanted to try out the character to share my thoughts. I think she's really, really cool. Uh, she has some high-level stuff that's going to be very difficult, but I, I kind of want to mess with her. There are a lot of things that translate over from Fong that I don't think it would be too hard to pick her up. Plus, she has inputs instead of charges. I thought she was a charge character. She's not. Uh, so you have to do you know quarter circles and, and DP motions to to play her you don't have to do you know down back or uh, back forward or down up to, to play her which kind of frees up movement and other options as well it's very nice i i kind of like the way she plays she seems very good for street fighter she seems very hype uh some people are arguing that she might be overpowered i can see that i can see them dialing it back a little bit and uh this is kind of an aside but i think it's still relevant to the street fighter and fighting games as a whole i i call what a lot of fighting games are trying to do the league of legends method the league of legends method if i can get it out clearly and that is the sense of it's a free-to-play game and it just doesn't translate completely because i think there's only one game that's really done this two games is uh killer instinct and fantasy strike i think is what it's called i hope i'm saying that right it, it and basically most games most fighting games street fighter mortal kombat these games cost money you know you pay up front sixty dollars whatever it is and then you buy the dlc right if you're if you're not savvy on gaming and you listen to this podcast you know one what are you doing two i appreciate you listening this far <laughs> but normally you buy the game and then new content comes out you know if you play dungeons and dragons or if you play uh, uh card games like like um munchkin or cards against humanity there's expansion packs that add on to the game those cost money. So it's not a new concept. It's not exclusive to video games, right? A lot of people don't understand that, but you know, other board games have done this long before video games ever existed. I think D&D might be the the oldest one that I know of at least. Anyways. So, in that, the issue though lies in League of Legends, the game itself is free. The characters can be acquired through playing the game and using in-game currency without ever spending a real dollar. Uh, you can choose to use money to get the characters, you know, rather than using the the money that you earned in game. The currency has changed its name, so I'm not going to use one way or the other. Uh, but 
that's that's usually the structure of how it works you know there's there's new skins that come out as well new uh costumes or looks for that same character just you know it's style doesn't add anything no advantage anything like that it just looks cool and you support the developers that's all it does street fighter kind of does the same thing but the issue is you know is that the game itself costs money and then the characters you I don't think you can really acquire the characters with in-game currency anymore. At one point you could, but it was a grind. It was a ridiculous grind to get enough currency. And you, you could buy like one character, but but they dropped, they originally dropped like five characters all at once. I think they released them slowly. They definitely released them slowly now. Uh, I could be remembering that wrong. Either way though, the issue with what I'm trying to get at lies is that with League of Legends, what they tend to do is they release a character and it's overtuned, it's overpowered, right? Which kind of makes sense for multiple reasons here. From a development and business standpoint, it makes sense for the character to be somewhat overpowered at first because you want more people to like the character earlier uh, so that you can also maximize your profits of people saying, I like this character, I'm gonna play this character, I'm gonna go ahead and get this skin, which for the most part, you, you have to buy with real money. The skins you usually can't buy with in-game currency. You have to use real money uh, to convert into a certain kind of currency to get the skin. Right? Following me so far? And so that makes sense. And then what you do is you slowly... It's called nerfing that character. You basically tweak that character to fit the meta of the rest of the game for the most part. So then it's not overpowered. It's, it's properly tuned to the rest of the game until you know a new item comes out or or a new patch comes out that changes things and then they have to redo the whole entire thing with all the characters that are over or under tuned right with street fighter they haven't really done that too much some of the characters have come out very lackluster and you basically forget about the character until something new is discovered or they finally buff that character i think that is a very dumb way of doing it i personally think it's a better way to overtune the character at first and then dial it back, right? There's a few characters that have done this, but the issue lies with the currency, right? You, you can't buy the character with, you know, in-game currency. You can, but it's incredibly hard, right? It's not realistic for the average player. I, I play the game a lot. There's a lot of people who play the game more than me, and it still seems very hard to get enough currency like just by, by playing ranked, right? If you're just playing ranked, if you're not doing any of the side stuff, which no one that's competitive really cares too much about that I know, uh, it, it's, it makes it a lot harder because then it gets into the realm of pay to win, which is this concept where you're buying characters and then you're winning with those characters because they're, they're overpowered and you, you can't win. If like it, It's hard to explain this because there's some, there's some bias, there's some, uh, you have to ignore a lot of reality to do this, right? You know, if you're good at the game, then you're not going to lose to someone who's bad at the game like if, if i if i bought this game if i bought this character no no let me change that if i fought someone who bought this character and i didn't have the character uh and i was just a better player than that person i'm gonna win right i'm gonna beat that player however the issue lies is that i don't even have access to that character to to practice against that character unless i buy it right so i already am at a disadvantage information wise because once i, I play characters that aren't dlc just because i like those characters and so they have access to my characters. They can lab my characters. They can figure out how to beat my character. I can't do the same thing against a DLC character unless I have it. Now, I do have all the DLC, but this is a hypothetical 
you know thought experiment that we're going down and, and this isn't the main topic but i think it's worth discussing is that um i, I think developers personally need to go more towards the free-to-play route which is very scary for a fighting game but just make sure you have quality content and your characters are coming out solid right make sure that you have content that people want to pay money for um but also make it viable for them to be able to earn those characters so that it doesn't feel pay to win this is a whole aside but it's just it's something i'm incredibly incredibly concerned about for the future of fighting games until they figure that out uh, i predict that that's going to be the route they might eventually go towards street fighter 6 we may see that or we might see street fighter 5 just evolve into a new game <coughs> it's very possible side note uh i'm mostly better for those who have been following me i've been sick i just got my second covid shot tuesday two days ago and i think i'm I don't think I had a very terrible reaction, but I just still have a cough from the first time I got sick after I got that shot. Uh, I don't think they were correlated. I think I just happened to get sick immediately after getting my COVID shot. Um, I got like a virus or something like that. I didn't have COVID. I went to the doctor, got tested, wasn't COVID, um, just a viral infection, I guess, just in quotation marks. So yeah, I, I think that Rose is really cool. I don't see me necessarily maining her, but I'm definitely gonna play with the character for a while because I, I like the way she plays. And I also know some people who are very good at the game that are going to be probably playing the character. So it's like, you know what? I gotta learn this character now so that I don't have to deal with like a bunch of random shenanigans. I know what's going on. I know the matchup. So uh, right now I've been enjoying the character. I highly recommend you checking her out. Again, I'm not sponsored or affiliated with Capcom or Street Fighter or Sony or anything like that, but I like the character. She's cool. Next on the docket for Street Fighter is my Kareen progress. Most of you guys know I've been playing Kareen. I really wish I had kept up with uploading content of some form for the character. I mainly focus on her for learning how to hit confirm and I just like the character. I feel very solid with the character to the point to where I feel like she's close to tournament ready, right? Like if I lose with Fong, I could pick her and still have a potential of winning the match. It's, it feels really good. It feels really good to have a character, you know, that's not Fong, just first off. It feels really good to have a character where I can focus on a form of fundamentals I don't get to really display with Fong or I just haven't focused on it as much. Uh, it feels really awkward doing charge motions into hit confirms. It's definitely possible, but it, it's it just the way Kareem plays, the way you're rewarded for playing her well, it, it feels really, really good. Whereas with Fong, I, it's a long, it's, it's a long game, right? A lot of times it's not just, I can overpower you and you have to deal with the pressure. Uh, a lot of times I did in the corner, that is very much the situation. However, Fong has a lot of disadvantages that I won't really get into. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. It's not incredibly important right now. Uh, but it's just nice to have a character that complements a style that I don't get to really display with Fong. And currently with rank, I'm at gold with her. I haven't played her on ranked in like two months. I haven't had the desire to really do so. Um, I felt like there were some gaps. I hit a wall on ranked where I feel like I was losing to people that were at the same rank as me but then i can beat people who are higher ranks than me with that character so clearly i was lacking in some fundamentals i'm gonna go back soon and start playing that and i really would like to make content i, I can't promise that but i really just want to share my progress because it's 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 hard to sit back and reflect on it but in the moment when i learn things and realize things and make these 
new milestones. It feels good and I want to share that progress. I want to document that even if for myself. So uh, I hope to do that in the future when I sit down and play Kareen. Whenever I play ranked, I want to just upload it regardless of how I feel. Uh, sometimes I get salty and I just delete my whole recording. <laughs> I will admit uh, it's not something I'm proud of, but it's just like I don't feel like, you know, I don't care about losing, but I get mad at myself when I'm not playing the way I feel I should be playing. I'm not as focused as I feel I should be focused. I'm not landing the confirms that I feel like I, I can confirm. You know, my execution drops off. And those things really frustrate me. I don't mind if my opponent's better. I mind when I'm not displaying the things that I have practiced. Uh, it, it's incredibly frustrating. And I, I try not to let myself, you know, get mad at it for very long. And usually I bounce back very quickly. But it's just like in that moment, I'm like, I can't put this up. I can't upload it. I don't like this quality. I don't like my demeanor. I don't like my reactions. You know, it's not the gameplay I'm mad about. It's it's my my emotions, my thought process, my reactions to certain situations, right? It's just not something that I'm, I'm proud of. It's not, it doesn't feel like high quality to me. A high enough quality for me to want to upload it. Either way, though. I'm, I'm happy with my Kareem progress and I want to continue to level her up. I've been very much focusing on just very bare basic stuff. Nothing fancy. You know, I've been adding things as I go. I'm not ignoring anything higher level. I'm just not making that my main priority. But I do find that when I do try to apply higher level things with Kareem, higher level execution, higher level, you know, setups and stuff like that, it's very, very easy for me to pick it up simply because I've been practicing the basic things, the things that build into more advanced techniques uh, because I have a solid foundation my hit confirms my spacing my my bare minimum frame data of what I can convert into my bare minimum understanding of what combos I can and can't do uh, understanding you know certain meaty situations understanding how my buttons relate to other players buttons and, and their tendencies and stuff like that my psychology versus their psychology understanding you know a lot of different things uh, and some of the stuff is very internalized now. Like I haven't practiced, you know, um, in the in a lab in the training room. I have not specifically practiced the the concept of this button beats that button with Karine. I've done it with Fong. I've done it with Karine a little bit with like one character. But I find that because I know what my buttons do, and I'm so used to fighting other characters with Fong, I can kind of figure things out on the fly because I have that foundation. It's not just magic knowledge out of nowhere. It's just, I have a basic understanding of a lot of things of, I have a basic understanding of very important things that make up the entirety of Street Fighter or a large, for a large portion of it. A large portion of Street Fighter V, um, you know, it, I, I have a basic understanding of that. And so it's easier for me to build upon that knowledge because I already have the knowledge it is required to add on to it to learn newer things so it's just if that makes sense it let me know right if not i'll try to elaborate a little bit more in another video but for now that's where i'm going to leave it I, i'm happy with my progress with kareen i want to get better and i want to share that with you right that's that's the main thing now the most exciting thing that i want to talk about it's honestly i think it's fairly short but it's just it's a milestone that i'm very very proud of uh is that i hit diamond rank last week with fong and it brings me a lot of joy, not because the rank itself, but because I put in the time, because I proved to myself that I can earn this this rank. It, it felt very 
far away for me personally. The milestone felt very far away. And there were people in my community that were hitting that rank and getting close to it or getting it pretty easily. And it felt like I was getting left in the dust. You know, I, I'm a business owner. You know, I'm in the process of getting multiple jobs. I'm a father. I'm a husband. It, it just feels sometimes very hard to keep up with some of these younger kids that have a lot of time to play the game. And I'm not trying to make excuses or shortchange their progress because they put in the time. And I'm proud of these guys. But I want that for myself, too. I'm a competitor. I'm not just a commentator. I'm not just a tournament organizer. I am competitive. I want to win. I want to be the best, right? And it, it feels sometimes like that's very unrealistic. You know, I, I got to face reality that, you know, I have to use my time wisely if I want to improve. But I also have to acknowledge I can't be delirious or delusional about this. It, it's not realistic with the time that I put in. But I still can make progress at my own pace. And it feels good that I'm not falling backwards. I'm still moving forward, right? I'm making my own progress despite all the other BS excuses that I want to make in my life. You know, they're not BS. You know, being a father isn't BS. Being a husband isn't being BS. Owning a business isn't BS. Like, don't, don't misconstrue that. But what I'm saying is this is something that's still very important to me, even if people don't understand it. People my age. I'm 33 years old, and I still have this goal of winning tournaments, of, of being a great Street Fighter player. And I have no intention of quitting that anytime soon. But it's not the biggest priority on my list right now. But when I'm sitting down to play Street Fighter, it's a big priority. When I'm sitting down and, you know, I have time to think, I, Street Fighter crosses my mind because it's incredibly important. So for me to hit Diamond with Fong, it, it means a lot. Because not only is it just the rank itself, but now I have access to more players of a higher caliber. When you hit Diamond rank, you play master level players you know that, that's the next level of rank master grandmaster ultimate grandmaster and then warlord i get access to those players i never get to play those players in the rank bracket i don't i don't randomly run into them i run into them in my tournament but sometimes i want to run just sets with people and I, I don't always get that chance and when i'm running a tournament honestly my mind is on running the tournament not on winning the tournament i i never have the intention of winning the tournament when i'm when I'm streaming and commentating my own tournament, it's just it's too much. It's not realistic for me to do it, but I still want to play because I want to get into practice in and I want to like you know go back and watch the vods and see what I can learn. Uh, it, it's still fun to do it for the most part, and when it doesn't feel fun, I won't do it. But yeah, so it, it just it's a really big milestone for me. It's a really good reality check that I can make progress. I can still improve. I am still improving. I can hit master rank myself. I can beat people who I think are better than me. I can catch up to people who have surpassed me or always have been past me. I can eventually beat people that I look up to that I want to just destroy in tournament one day or beat in a set of first to five, first to ten, first to three, whatever. Uh, I can be the better player of a specific character. Those are things that feel realistic. It's going to take a while, you know, and my... The clock is ticking in terms of how long this game is going to last before a new version comes out and everyone migrates to that. But I feel very confident that I can learn new fighting games. If I find a fighting game that I just absolutely love more than 5, if it's Street Fighter 6 or if another fighting game like Strive, I feel very confident that the time I put into this game hasn't gone to waste because I can apply certain things to other characters, to other games. So it just it feels really good. It feels really, really exciting, and I'm just happy, and I want to share that with y'all. You know, I think I've done a lot of political podcasts and social podcast episodes where I'm just talking about things that I think are important. And I I just want to get back to enjoying fighting games and talking about fighting games sometimes. 
<laughs> on a podcast called FGC Philosophy, so it's very nice that I can do that. Uh, I, I'm I'm just happy with my overall progress in Street Fighter, not just Fong, just everything. Uh, it feels really, really good, and I I would love you know if people are curious about how I'm getting better at Street Fighter, I'm not going to say I'm doing any coaching for Street Fighter Five right now, but I'll, I'll talk to you, and I'll give you some advice. Uh, you know, based off of your skill level, I would love to help people get better at the game. I'm not going to sit down and give you an hour session, but you give me some footage, you tell me what your issue is, I'll give you some exercises that you can do that will improve specific skills that I think you are lacking. Uh, I think the biggest thing overall, if I had to give some advice right now, it would be, depending on your demeanor, right? I'm going I'm to share you advice based off of my experience and how I learn, right? I am the kind of person who learns concepts very quickly in terms of like theory, right? I understand stuff very quickly when it comes to the physical aspect of it. I can pick it up kind of quickly, but like it takes a while before it just really clicks in my head. So one of the things that's very boring, but also the most effective is repetition, right? Hit confirms, I'll, I'll use that as the example because that's what I worked on and I know exactly what I did and why I'm at where I'm at right now. So with hit confirms, what I did was I took Kareen, I found out what buttons were hit confirmable, first off, because you gotta do a little homework, and once I knew they were hit confirmable, I just dismissed whether I could or whether I couldn't, right? So first off, if you're someone who doubts themselves a lot, that is irrelevant from the practice. Take that out of the practice. It doesn't matter if you can, if you think you can or you think you can't, not important. Like, just get that out of the way now or don't even bother like with the next steps. Next. I practiced the input until I could do it without thinking. I didn't practice the hit confirm. I practiced doing the input. After I knew, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 times, you know, I, after that, I would start to practice the how, how slowly could I do it? Because you have to understand what you're practicing, right? Hit confirm is the act, to, to clarify here, hit confirming the verb is the act of pressing a button and visually recognizing that that button connected and then converting that button into damage. So, crouch medium kick with Kareen into Tenko. I'm not just randomly doing it, I'm visually telling if the character got hit or not and then converting that into damage. And then there's execution, right? So making sure that I can finish my combo. That's not, that's not, that's no longer confirming that's execution so for people who say oh you hit confirm that there's times where people confirm a hit but they mess up their execution execution and confirming are two different things and i wanted to make sure that's that's separated in your brain because that's not the same thing people mash it together but one of my pet peeves is when people use words wrong and they don't clarify what they mean i'm talking about you you verb confirm and then convert that into damage i'm trying to kill two birds with one stone by making sure that my I'm, I'm eliminating execution from the factor if i confirm i shouldn't at this point have to worry about my execution my execution at this point is already on on point because i've practiced it so there is a prerequisite of making sure whatever you're trying to confirm you can already do execution wise you can already execute the combo in general so you don't you don't turn on block you just do the combo no blocking on the dummy you just do it and then you get used to, once you know you can do the combo, then you try to do it as slowly as possible. You do that because 
the slower you know how to do the combo, the more time you have to confirm the combo. So while I don't have block turned on yet, I'm looking at the character, or you can look at the stun bar if that's preferred. I, I look at the character, I look for the yellow flash, I look for the animation difference, I look for the blue flash when they block, so that I have these differentiators between whether they hit or they block. And this is all in my head. And so I'm looking at that, I'm forcing myself to look at it. I'm not, I have ADD, so my eyes will unfocus, my thoughts will wander, and I can still do a combo just fine. I, I can multitask very well, without me knowing that I'm multitasking. So it's really important for me to, to push down my ADD to make sure my eyes are always confirming whether the hit move or not, whether the hit converted, whether the hit connected or got blocked or whiffed, right? Because there's some times where I might whiff and then I think that like, because I didn't see the block animation, I still go ahead and do the Tenko. You know, we've all done combos where we know that they blocked it, but we just autopilot and do the combo. Okay, so once, I know I can do the move slowly. Um, and kind of a side note, there's this term called buffering. And what I do is I try to do the D, the, it's a quarter circle motion for Karin's Tenko. So whatever it is for you, try to do, uh, I press crouching medium kick, right? And what I'm doing is I'm doing quarter circle immediately afterwards. I'm buffering quarter circle forward and I'm using that time. And my logic, this is done differently for everybody, but I'm telling you how I do it. What I do is I time the forward you know, I'm gonna hit box, but basically I just, you know, down, down, forward, forward. And I time the, the forward and I hold the forward until about the time where the move should connect, right? The startup is always going to be consistent. Now, depending on the active frames, you might hit a little bit later and it might throw off your timing if you're not prepared for it. So it's just, that's why you wanna do it as slowly as possible, do it from different ranges. But I'm buffering it. And then I press the button when I see it confirm and I, I go into the move. Right, I press, I have to plink for a tenko. It's a little bit more complicated. It's not important for the demonstration purposes right now for this uh, thought experiment that we're doing. But I do it as slow as possible. So, you know, you fast forward. Once you do that, you get comfortable with that. Then you turn on random block. And now you're truly practicing hit confirms. But it is important to understand that I already set the foundation for hit confirming. Hit confirming doesn't matter if your execution is trash. So why do more work than you need to. Don't practice your execution and your hit confirming at the same time. Practice your execution first, make sure that's good, then you can go to your confirms, right? You turn on random block and now you try to hit as many times as possible. You try to understand what is going wrong. Like if you're, if you're, if you're zero for, you know, 10, right? You try 10 times and you're getting zero, you need to figure out, like, if you're doing it too slow, maybe record yourself, take your time, keep doing it, keep doing it. You get frustrated, take a break, come back the next day, keep doing it, keep doing it. Don't stop practicing your execution first. When you get on, don't get right into doing your hit confirms. Do your execution, practice your combos first. Still keep in mind, consciously, looking at the animations, pay attention to the animations, pay attention to your timing, see how slow you can get it as slow as possible. Some of this won't make sense until you actually take the time to do this. So I don't want to explain too much. I want you to figure it out on your own because similar to like, you know, if you watch any Kung Fu movies, you got to do the repetition first and then it's going to click. It'll click after you put in that time. So that's what you need to do. Whatever the, whatever the challenge is for you, it might not be hit confirming, but this is a really fun, really rewarding exercise with Kareen or Kami or whoever it is that might have a one button confirm versus a, a two button confirm. It still applies for two button confirms, 
but one button confirms for me it just feels like the best thing in the world honestly it, it feels great doing confirm into tenko and knowing that i confirmed it it feels great it, it feels like you're on an upper echelon or something when it comes to fighting games because it's not something that a lot of people do there's a lot of people who don't have one button confirms and it feels good to have this skill that a lot of people don't prioritize and because i do that i can see the change in people's playstyle when they when i display that skill to them that i can throw out a button you can block it three times and, I, and then it connects once and i confirm it you know damn sure a good player is going to play different like okay i can't just do this because they confirm off of every button they press when you can do that it it feels like a superpower but that time that that process that you put in and lying down the found like I just gave you an example of laying down the foundation. The foundation wasn't just the hit confirming. The foundation was the confirming. Or uh, the foundation was the execution, right? Execution, making sure you can do your combo. And then the other foundation was understanding the execution and knowing the timing. And, and this is another caveat that I didn't mention, but this is incredibly important too. When you're in the training room, I have a rule of no extra buttons. If you're trying to do a combo, a link, a confirm, whatever it is, you don't press any button more than you need to. Now, when it comes to directional inputs, they can get a little sloppy, but you want to clean it up as much as possible. No extra inputs, you know, instant errors uh, and, and weird inputs, you know, outside of DPs are the only things that I really think that have any leeway. Uh, but for the most part, you shouldn't have any extra inputs. Face buttons, you know, punch kicks, all that stuff. No extra buttons unless you're plinking, right? No extra buttons, no extra inputs ever, 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 ever. When you're in a match, especially online, fine, mash it out. When you're in the training room, get the timing right. Every time, every time. So that's that's my thing. That's basically a really short explanation. I say really short, that was actually kind of long. But that's what you can do to improve your hit confirms. But you can take that concept to everything, to anything. You know, execution I think is the simplest thing to really work on. But when it comes to laying down the foundation for execution, you know, if you're trying to do a long combo, and you can't do the combo, stop doing the whole combo. Break it up into pieces. You're, you're not special. Break it up into smaller chunks. Master the smaller chunks as small as possible. If you can't do crouching medium punch into standing medium punch into something else, stop adding to something else. Do crouching medium punch, standing medium punch, no extra buttons, no extra anything. Get that right, then do you know, uh, after the crouching medium punch to standing, do standing medium punch into whatever the thing is. Stop making things extra. And then you can do all three. And then you can do whatever is after that. But do it in small chunks. Understand things as intimately as possible, right? That's that's my, my soapbox. I will now get off of it. But hopefully that, hopefully that helps you, right? You know, if that doesn't make sense to you, then reach out to me. I, I love breaking things down for you to understand, but then you got to put in the work and then you can come back to me with your feedback and let me know, hey, this was BS, it didn't work, or hey, this was perfect, it worked, right? So let me know if this, this advice worked for you. Go out and try it. Go out and try hit confirms. Play, just try Kareen, right? It's so fun. You don't have to be good with her. Just practice one of her combos. You can be something simple and then do the exact process that I told you. Now, you can do this all in one day, right? So say you have a half an hour to play Street Fighter. You can do... You know, five minutes of working on your links, five minutes of working on the combo that you're working on, keep it simple, and then um, 10 minutes of like just practicing the whole entire thing all together as slowly as possible, and then the last 10 to 15 minutes you can do specifically working on the confirm, right? 
that that can be it that could be your whole entire half an hour session or you can you can condense that into like five 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 minutes so on and then try it online right if you if you absolutely feel like you want to get some online time try that whole process but i would recommend every time you get on you do that whole process you you work on the bare minimum of your execution then you do it as slowly as possible now you should always be doing it as slowly as possible looking for the confirms like when you get on but it might take a minute for your brain to really fire up so this is why I'm, you get your fingers right right so your fingers will eventually get to the point to where it just does it naturally your your hands they do the combo naturally but if you're sitting and taking that time to to hit confirm regardless of whether or not the dummy is set to block then you're good then you can turn on the dummy to random block and once you get comfortable with the combo and like you can do the combo second nature you can hop right into training mode and then you can have random block that's already on and you're, you're already kind of like working on your execution right and you're working on your confirms at the same time because at this point you've already to some degree mastered both and you really can save time by just condensing that training but you got to do it separate first before you can do it all together you know if you're dropping your combos a bunch of times or you're trying to hit confirm turn off the random block put on work on your combos do it like 20 times in a row and, and like without dropping it once right you gotta you gotta raise your standards of of your fundamentals before you start adding on more to it so yeah hopefully that helped uh, i'm gonna get into the last topic here the last couple of things is the power rangers have some dlc the power rangers battle for the grid fighting game which i think is really great i i li- <sighs> such a weird game i don't like the way the animations look it looks very stiff but it plays so f- well it's so fun the characters are so cool like there are some characters that it's, it 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 looks stiff and feels stiff until you really get into the game and then it just feels great. It feels like if someone was a huge Marvel 3 fan and just made a Power Rangers fighting game. It literally just feels like Marvel 3, but like for Power Rangers. I, I don't know how to explain it. Like I, I recommend it, but what I wanted to mention was that they're adding two new DLC characters and that that's... <laughs> so I, I don't remember the exact names, but it's Chun-Li and Ryu, right? But they're in the form of Power Rangers. That's crazy. Like, that's so cool. That's so cool. So I, I know it's like the Red Hawk Ranger and then the Blue Eagle Ranger or something like that. I got to find it for you. I got to find it for you real fast because it's going to bug me. Okay, so it's the Crimson Hawk Ranger for Ryu. That's what it is. Crimson Hawk Ranger for Ryu. And then I don't know if Chun-Li, what her name is. I'll, I'll have to find that later on. But yeah, it's so cool. Uh, Chun- Ryu's coming out first. I don't think he's already out yet, but he will be out soon. Actually, so both characters will be coming out on May 25th. So that's really cool. They're going to be out next month, uh, late May. Uh, I-, I think it's really cool. I think it's really awesome. Apparently, they're going to have a helmetless variant for Ryu at least. I don't know if Chun-Li's going to get one too, but that's just sick. Uh, it makes me wonder if the last character is going to be a, a a power rangers character for street fighter because for those who don't know there's five dlc characters coming out rose was one of the five and there's four more coming out there's oro and then there's also akira that are coming out confirmed and then dan dan came out as well so there's dan rose oro akira and then a fifth character that is a, a, a mystery character and i wonder if it'd be a power rangers character i i think it'd be hard to do a power rangers character but i think it's possible there's so many crossover possibilities i, I think it's going to be a crossover character but nonetheless um if you like power rangers if you like marvel i highly 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 recommend the power rangers game if you haven't given it a chance check it out watch some gameplay or something because i think it's a great game i think it's really really good it's pretty cheap i think you know there's dlc out now too but you can get the base game i think for like 20 bucks it's i recommend it i think it's really fun it's more of a casual game the inputs are easier it's a little bit more accessible so if you already like marvel 
but maybe your execution is trash <laughs> uh, try it out because it's it's the same same concept you know it's a three-person tag fighter uh, you can do uh, extensions with assists and stuff like that uh, you have you have zords and things that get into it <laughs> but it's a great game. it's a great game and then the last thing that I want to plug is my own content. Uh, I had a guest online here on the podcast uh, called Soleil. We talked about SNK and one of the shareholders, Mohammed bin Salman, and just what that means and our thoughts. And I just would really appreciate a listen on that podcast. Uh, I'm not saying to boycott SNK. I'm not saying to get angry or anything like that. Just listen to the conversation and think about it. Uh, it's it's a weird world that we're getting into, at least here in America, where our morals and our our uh, opinions are really getting divisive and there's not enough conversation around it rather than just arguing that I'm right and you're wrong. And I would rather just start a dialogue about it because I, I get into the concept of like, okay, so if we boycott SNK, you know, what about the developers and stuff like that? So it, it's, it's not so simple and, and, you know, dry cut, whatever the saying is. It, it's something that I'm still formulating my own opinion on and I would love to have a conversation on it. You know, let you, let me know what you guys think because it's, it's just something that I want to talk about. I, I to kind of bounce back to one of my older mentions earlier in this podcast. You know, I, I have a podcast that's coming out that's more focused on social and political issues, and uh, I've already been interested in that kind of stuff. And seeing this this convergence of political and gaming uh, industry, it you know, it, it's been around for a long time. But just like something like this, where there's someone who's a potential war criminal, or at least. I think by American standards is a war criminal uh, owning stock and potentially majority share. He's trying to get majority share. I think he owns 33.3% right now and he's aiming for like 54%, something like that. Uh, it, it's a really real thing where someone that America considers a war criminal um, is going to be a majority shareholder of SNK, who makes King of Fighters, who makes, you know, a lot of games, a lot of games that I hold near and dear like Metal Slug. And of course it doesn't change the games that are already made, right? But it's just future games and how will he influence the game and, and so many things. So I I would love for you guys to listen to that podcast. Make sure you check it out. I'll put a link down below. But that said, I'm going to get out of here. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me. This has been great. Uh, a solo show for me to just vent and talk about fighting games a little bit. Stay tuned for new updates. Make sure you reach out to me. Make sure I'm doing okay because I, I love the check-ins. Uh, it makes me want to push harder to do more. So that said, thank you guys so much and I will see you all in the next one.